welcome to the Preacher Chick Podcast. I'm Stacy, the Preacher Chick, and this is our second episode, and I'm so excited to have you listen in today as I talk about life, faith, and family with my best friend, Abby. I think you'll love listening in as much as we did making this episode. Welcome to the second episode of the Preacher Chick Podcast, Abby. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for doing this because I know that this is very um, out of your comfort zone yeah. and you're a good friend mm. to do this with me. So I think that um, people should know that we've been um, friends for a long time. Like we were just talking before we hit record, uh, confirming that we were both accurate mm. on how long that's been. So we figured it out by remembering when we were pregnant together. You have to use words. <laughs> I will. I thought you were. I thought you were going to continue. So I was waiting patiently for you to go. Okay. So my cue obviously is we've known each other for seventeen years. Yeah, for, can you believe that? Right. That's no. crazy to me. Wow. I mean, it'll be. I think it'll be seventeen years this fall. But yes. Yes. Like bananas. Mm-hmm. So we met um, because we both worked at the same daycare center mm-hmm. but you worked at an off-site yes um, i was an aide yeah and you were the lead teacher lead at the school age program yeah on site so. mm-hmm. yeah and um i what i don't remember and i don't know if you do i don't remember exactly how we like started talking because uh, you came back to the center and you picked up like snacks for the for your group before school was out so that you could have it over there and set up yes. when they got done at school. You were like a latchkey. Yes. Yeah. And I remember seeing you like coming in and getting your stuff because my room was right off of, of the kitchen and cafeteria area. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember like how we initiated conversation. I remember. Well, the first thing I remember is um, it was like a no school day and we had a field trip or something and we went somewhere either like the skating rink or somewhere like that. And we all went as a big group. Mm -hmm. And I remember you and I, you know, being teachers there. Yes. Chaperoning. And I think sitting at a table and kind of talking that way vaguely. Yes. That, but then it's like, it was also 17 years ago and that's a long time ago. Slept a few times and had some children. uh Uh-huh. I've had two children since then that deplenishes the brain capacity. Yes. So, but that makes sense though. And then in the summer, I was there full time because right. the latchkeys were over there. So I feel like we kind of worked then. I like kind of we would have been de- we would yeah, somehow. we would have been together yeah. for all the field yeah. trips and for for different aspects of that for sure. But that's all I remember. I know. I don't remember. Like I remember <laughs> us when you would come in to get snacks. I remember talking then, See, like catching that. up. I don't remember I don't remember that. Isn't that funny. But I remember that like the no school day or like the happiness yeah. coming over. And being in your room because you had a large room. Yeah. So we all kind of ended up there. Yeah. And somehow talking. Yeah. And we just, I don't, it, yeah. honestly, it's hard to think about it because on one hand, it feels like, wow, we've been friends for 17 mm-hmm. years. But on the other hand, it's like, we've known each other forever. Yeah. No, and, I agree. I mean, we've joked and said that we have very similar stories growing up, mm-hmm. like the way we were raised by our parents. Mm-hmm. And even similarities in our parents yes. that we probably were friends even before we ever knew each other, just because that's. <laughs> well, our parents knew each other right, before. Right, right. I love that story. I know. They lived in the same apartment building. I know. I know. I think my parents were newly married and yours were married 
I think it was vice versa. Okay. I think okay. your mom, oh, well, it could be, I don't know, something along that mm -hmm. line. One of them was either newly married and the other one. Like a year or two married? Yeah. Yeah. But my mom also went to school with your dad. Okay. Yeah. She remembers him from high school. Yeah. But they had dinner together. But, their yeah, they used stuff. to do dinner together, and then, soups and stuff. Right. Which is so funny. Like, <laughs> it was destined it to be. Then, <laughs> yes. We were it. just always meant to be friends. So that's how we met. But what do, do you remember? Do you remember first impressions? No. I even, yeah. And I, I even thinking, like, if I was over the top, you can say so. <laughs> I don't remember. I was trying to think. I'm like, okay, but that was 17 years ago. Mm -hmm. What was that? Like, I remember, I guess I remember you, I mean, just obviously being easy to talk to or like right. just connecting instantly. Right. I do remember like kind of, Hey, we should like talk outside of here. Let's kind of exchange numbers. Yes. Like I vaguely remember yes. that. And then it just kind of went from there. Yeah. I, that's the same. But no, that's the that, same. I remember. I remember laughing that like your parents, your dad grew up in that church where the daycare was. Yes. And, or, and that your grandma was a part of that church. Yeah. That your uncle yeah. was a leadership right. part of that church. Because right. I went there when I was little. I would right. go over to their house and spend time there. And some of the, even the girls, some of the teachers still remembered me from when I was little attending there. Yeah. Which they've been there a while. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember going to my mom, who was the secretary of the church. Yeah. And telling her, did you know about this Abby? Did you know? And my you mom know. was like, yeah, I, I knew her. I knew her dad in high school and her mom and dad lived in the same apartment building as us on this street. When, when, and I was just. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's just weird. Like, and how... I mean, it just at that moment, it was like we were just it was right. just forever supposed to be that we became friends. Right. Because I didn't grow up in Granite. Right. I grew up in Waterloo and my parents moved there. And then I, when I got married, came back to Granite. So. Right. It's not like I spent my whole life in Granite. We kind of, I mean, it just happened that way. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Oh boy. Wow. Well, how would you describe our friendship? Also, let me just say, this is going way faster than I expected it to. Yeah. Right <laughs> <laughs> time, like talking? Yeah. Or, yeah. We're, I think we're, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So how would you describe our friendship? Oh goodness. Okay. So. Let's pause here for a second, yeah. mm -hmm. because this is where I think we should talk about the differences in our personalities, yet how, how close we really are. Okay. Yeah. But in that, like, I'm nervous about doing the whole podcast thing because yeah. it's out of my element. I don't have a lot of experience. Um, and I'm doing this on the encouragement of people who are like, you should do a podcast or write a book. Right. And the podcast was less scary to me than the idea of writing a book. See, writing a book seems less scary than doing the podcast right now. Right. So let's this take terrifying. We can, let's circle. <laughs> I feel the same way, but it's different for us. And this is where I want to go yeah. because I think this will help us both. We'll okay. circle back around All right. to how we describe our friendship, or maybe this will describe well, our friendship. Most likely. But two years ago, you were learning more and more and more about the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. And you really wanted me to know what my type was on the I Enneagram. Did. I did. Like, for months. Uh-huh, I did. You hounded me. That's a strong one, but yes. <laughs> well, I say you, you were you were you consistent. were you were consistently yes. um hounded intentional <laughs> about encouraging me to discover my own Enneagram type. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought you were like like this I don't even I know. know about this Enneagram thing and I, I don't have time. Basically, right. that's kind of how I felt. Right. And then it was finally like, "All right, Abby, I'm going to do this. Send me a link and I'll take the Enneagram mm -hmm. test. And you sent me a link. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And I didn't understand the numbers that I got because I didn't understand the Enneagram. And I think I took like five Enneagram tests. You took a lot. Which is just proof. Now that I know a lot more about the Enneagram is proof when they say you're better off reading a book about the Enneagram yes. and discovering right. through reading your type rather than taking a test. Right. Which I didn't know that at the time. Right. I just, you were just kind of heard a podcast. You were learning were about talking it. about it. Right. So I was like, Oh, I got to try this. Right. And of course I wanted you to try it and everybody else I know to try it. Because so it's, it's now that, yes, now yeah, that I know absolutely. more about it, I'm, I'm borderline well, obsessed. Probably more so than I am now. 100%. I feel like, you know, way more than I do now. You know more now. Than I do. Well, I don't know. Actually, I have and, a yeah, book absolutely. of yours still on my desk that I need to give back to you. I, I haven't read it, but um, don't, well, before That's you leave today, I'll give it to you. But, um, I, so I did the test, but then I called you and I said, look, I just need the book. Can I borrow your book? Because yeah. I don't understand this. Like I got five numbers and this doesn't make sense to me at all. Mm-hmm. And when I got the book and the book that you had that you, that I borrowed is the road back to you yes. by Ian Morgan Cron and know. Susan Stabile. Yeah. I don't even remember, but yeah. Okay. Well, that was the book okay. you let me borrow. I mean, that was two years ago. I don't remember what I used oh, I know. To. Right. So what drove me crazy? Well, so I love the way it was written and it's written from a faith perspective, yeah. which I think is helpful for people like us who are believers mm-hmm. um, into some, and, and, and incorporating something that's been around for ages mm-hmm. into our own lives. And so it was reading in that, that I'm reading about the types and I get to type two And I cried like through the whole chapter on type two, because I never outside of scripture, right? Because let's just be real. And I love Annie F down says this, and I think it's the perfect thing. Um, The Enneagram is just a tool. It does not replace the Bible. It is not going to be what saves us, but it is a tool that we have been given Mm -hmm. to help us love ourselves and love our friends Mm -hmm. better. And they completely connect it with scripture. Right. When I told you I was a two, your immediate reaction was no. And that was because um, the twos, some of, some of the twos you had been around yes. function more from unhealth, right. Than the healthy, than side, the healthy side. Yeah. And, and you can just share a little bit like how the Enneagram, each type has three healthy, mm-hmm. average and unhealthy. Yes. Yeah. And so you, all I had seen from the two was the unhealthy side. So when she said she was a two, I didn't make the connection. I was like, there's no way right. you cannot be that. No, right. You don't act like that. And no. then we began to talk about the core motivations mm-hmm. and because really the, that's what the Enneagram is, is there are so many personality and strength yes. based assessments that you can do. Right. But the Enneagram, you know, and many of them are like, Hey, here's what you're good at. Now go do it. Mm-hmm. Here's what you're not good at. Stay away from it. But right. the Enneagram says, Hey, here's why you do what mm-hmm. you do. It, it focuses on your your core motivations, your core desires, your core fears, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. And so when we started talking about that and reading, even in The Road Back to You, about the twos, it became clear that that's mm-hmm. what I was. It just yeah. was so different than other twos that you had been around. Right. Um, which I don't know what that says that, <laughs> I mean... I guess I'm, I'm, I'm healthy or average to healthy, which is good. Um, but you are what, what type are you? So I'm a six. Yes. Now let's, let's explain. (laughs) You explain what a six is and I'll explain what a two is. So a six is somebody who just craves security. Is somebody who looks at everything around them as kind of a worst case scenario and immediately like planning their exit, looking for, doom and gloom kind of but sixes also provide security yes and structure yes. 
they're rule followers for the most Absolutely. part. Yeah. Um, in that if there's an expectation, mm -hmm. you want to meet it. Yes. And if something happens that could make that, uh, that those expectations unclear or changes what has always been. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Because my dad is a six. My husband oh, is a six. That's just funny. You're like some of the us. most important people in my life are sixes. You can't get away from us. I can't so get away. You. And so where you come from that you crave the security, my husband's motivation is to provide security that's, and yeah. to always be aware. That's, it's the same kind of right. point, but the, 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 the right. right. And my dad, I was just sharing this with somebody else where my dad is like, um, he functions in the security, like he functions in the known and the expectation mm -hmm. and, oh, that's really good. you know, providing, like that. Yeah. providing that. And, and you do too. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I, I giggle sometimes with my dad because he's not a, com a complete, he's a boomer. Mm -hmm. Um, and many boomers are concrete thinkers and he, he can be, which is good, mm -hmm. but my dad's also not afraid to think outside the box. No. But at the same time, when a structure shifts, yeah, it's hard for him. Yeah, like absolutely. he needs to know where he stands now yes. in that in that shifting structure. Yeah. But you're this you're the same way. I was thinking on the way over here. I was like, okay, what is something that you know sixes really struggle with? And for me, I was thinking, I was like, I don't like change. And I'm like, no, I was thinking, I'm like, no, that's not it. It's not that I don't like change, it's that I want to know that the change is coming. And then if I know that it's coming and I know that it's there, I know what's happening, then I'm okay with it. Then it's fine. But if it's surprising or catches me off guard, mm -hmm. it throws me off yes. completely. Yes. It's and see, that's my dad is the same way. Yeah. It's that I'm okay if I'm in the, pro if I'm right. a part of the process of the change. Yes. But if change is thrust upon me. Right. That's hard. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So sixes are great. Well, I, there's no bad number. No. Because if you, not. if you know your type and you're functioning in health, then you have a lot to offer yeah. the world. Everybody has a lot to yeah. offer the world. I don't mean to say it. Mm -hmm. I should have said it that way from the beginning. But so a two, we are the helper. Mm -hmm. um, the Enneagram is in three triads. And Ennea just means nine. And gram just means diagram. So that's yeah, all. Know. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. See, uh, all right. You, yeah. see, you know way well, more than I do. But I, I told you I became obsessed and I paid uh -huh. to take a course. I know. And I wish I could you become an Enneagram it. coach. You should. Well, I've done a Bible and Enneagram Bible I study. Yes. I, I want to do it again. I, I would love to do it yes, again. Yes, I think you should. Um, but I would love to become an Enneagram coach. I just don't really have the time or the financial resources to invest in that that's at this time. too, though. Because that would be encouraging to others. And I think that's really what a two does is. They are encouragers. Yeah. Yeah. And that's totally you. So yeah, that would be good. I would love to do it. Mm -hmm. And it has helped me so much in ministry. Mm -hmm. So twos, well, let's say this way. The triads are broken up into head, heart, and gut. Yes. And what that means is just yep. that you function, um, your decisions are made from those places, like yeah. gut kind of instinctive reactionary head. Yes. It's analytical and methodical and and heart. <laughs> Exactly what it sounds like. Uh -huh. Everything is just out there. Yeah. <laughs> my my emotions, my feelings are completely on my sleeves. You know, I did yeah. a TikTok the other day to the song Bulletproof. The mm -hmm. um may, baby, maybe this time I'll be bullet. Uh -huh. Okay. But I did it where it's like, you think you can't hurt my feelings? Yes, you totally can. Yeah, I'm an Enneagram too, and uh -huh. my feelings are right out there. Right. <laughs> 
Um, but I think uh-huh. that that kind of does define a little bit of our, before we even knew yeah. about the Enneagram, right. I think we function and we, we are very good friends because we balance each other and mm-hmm. you bring the analytical side mm-hmm. because you do. Yeah. I mean, even though you're a gut, you, yeah. you, you're a six and, and so, and, and many sixes just, they think things through. They think things out. From start to finish every. You had to know the questions I was going to ask you today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I understand that. I, and I brought them with me written on a piece of paper to do because yeah. I have to have them. Right. With me. Right. I can't. This is not a wing it kind of thing. Right. This is a. You're very. Follow. Con- yeah. You contemplate things, but also your spiritual giftings. Like what is your, what are, what are your love languages? Because oh, I personally, oh what I have gosh. found is that my, is that when I hear about people talking about their Enneagram types, and then I find out their love languages, they usually coordinate very well. I don't know. I mean, that was a long time ago that I did that. You don't remember your love language? Like, no. we know it's not physical touch. No. <laughs> it's okay, Abby. <laughs> no. No, no hugs, please. <laughs> right? Right. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Is it acts of service? Not really. I would just rather do it myself. <laughs> so funny to me. Why? I don't, I don't know. Is it um, words of affirmation? Not really. What are the other love languages? Like right. Um, time, quality time. Time, time is, yeah. Quality time is a big one. Gifts. One. Gifts. <laughs> That's totally those are, t- those are Those two are you. I would say your number one is I probably know. gifts. Uh, I think so. And, it's, and it's not just how you receive love. It's how right. you show love. Yes, You're a good is. gift giver. Oh. Well, you are. Yeah. I feel like that Mon- that episode of Friends Aww. where Monica and Rachel have to go apologize to Danny, the Yeti guy, and he doesn't really receive their apology, and they have their whole like moment in the hallway. Uh-huh. Well, you'd you'd accept my apology if I fogged you. Well, you kind of did. Oh, I'm so Aww. sorry. Sorry, I just watched that episode a couple weeks ago. Um, <laughs> I do. I like to do like gifts and gift baskets and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's not just yeah. how you receive love, but it's also how you show love right. for yes, sure. Absolutely. So, but that makes sense to me in a six because it's um it's it's your way of reminding people in your life that they're important to you. Yeah. And what they've what they've given to you, you're giving something back to them as a gift form. But what I'm and I guess how that connects with me is um that secure you're secure with somebody mm-hmm. and there's safety in that mm-hmm. and you enjoy you know pouring that back out yes whereas a two like my love languages my number one is words of affirmation Duh. <laughs> i receive love yes and i give love by affirming and encouraging yes. so but my second is acts of service like my husband and my kids would never have to tell me they love me if I came home and the floor was vacuumed or dishes were done, to me that yeah. I would be like, you you love me enough to make sure that got done. But that makes sense though, because you're a helper and you like to do right. that for other people. Right. So, which is why I think that it's that kind of cool sense. to see okay. how those things. Yeah. To me, they oftentimes connect. That's, yeah, that's interesting. Uh huh. I had not made the connection. But I think that's why we balance each other too, mm-hmm. because, like I said, if I'm going through something, I can call you not just because you're my friend. And you're honest, but because I know you're gonna be like, you're gonna tell me what I need right. to hear because yeah. you want me to 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 walk well. Yes. Yeah. Of course. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that sounds like an obvious thing to say. Of course, we all want our friends right. to walk well. But yours is like, I think there's an element of six that is so discerning. 
Yeah, that's cool. like my dad is and and my husband is and yes. he doesn't even want to admit that he is. But he's so discerning. And yes. you are one of the most discerning people I know. Right. Yeah. And so I think that I all agree. just kind of goes together. Probably. Probably. Where I'm I am. We can both tend to react in ways, but it's from a different motivation of reaction. Yeah. We're like you're you hear about a situation and you're like this. Yeah. And I hear about a situation and I'm like, well, but why do you think they did that? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but because I yes. can go that direction and that can lead me down a rabbit trail that right. is unhealthy. True. I can come back to you or even my husband or my dad mm-hmm. because you anchor. Yeah. Right. But sometimes I think the anchor is too stuck. Like for me. Oh. And that's where like sure. I bring you in because... Yes you kind of bring me out of that and kind of, you know, that anchor's kind of heavy and we're stubborn. So it's, yeah. Pull, yeah. Even dragging yeah. us along into it. Yeah. Totally see that. But completely the whole time you're doing it, you're encouraging and uplifting and helping us do that. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, that's, but that's, that's how I see it too. Yeah. So I think when, when you started to hesitate on the describing our uh-huh. friendship, it was just like, this is the right time to bring up the Enneagram because it is. It really that is. really is how it we, really is. how we do that. And I think it's one of the things I, you know, cause I wrote everything down. One of the things I said was it's not complicated. And I think for six, everything in my mind is so complicated because I've looked at everything from 25 different angles. Mm-hmm. And when you have a friendship that is just not complicated, you can just come and be yourself, whatever state that is. Yeah. It's just, easy and kind of just can relax for a minute and not think of every worst case scenario in my mind while right. we're sitting or talking or having a phone call or chatting or going to lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, because you said this. And so let's, let's circle back to it. Mm-hmm. You said that you've already looked at things from like 25 different perspectives. So time. one of the, one of the, I don't know what's the word. One of the things that, um, that kind of helps, define a six mm-hmm. let's say it that way i don't know if yeah. that's the best way but let's say it that way is that you have an inner committee so always there. like you and i have talked that it blows our minds that there are people who don't talk to themselves right how do you how do you go through life and throughout your how day do you, how do you make it through a day right. without like inner I, dialogue i talk to myself all the time well i do too but mine like is different constantly so i like to tell people who don't understand the inner committee or the inner dialogue or a six is the movie inside out. Yes. Perfect. Because you've got that panel and you've got fear and anger and disgust and sadness and joy. Yeah. And it's this inner committee that's in your head of constantly evaluating every situation, every thought, every relationship that's going on in your head all the time. Yeah. And it's very easy to tell, like for me, it's very easy to tell, like, which one is getting more attention at that time. Mm. So like, you know, okay, you know, obviously like this one, anger's really hot, you know, or something <laughs> like that. And it's like, okay, but Joy's like not. So I can try to balance myself. Yeah. Sometimes, not yeah. always, but sometimes. But I think. But it's constant. It's trying to constantly balance all of that, that inner committee. Yeah. And I think that's why the mm-hmm. Enneagram has been so helpful to me because it's helped yeah. me recognize yeah. Those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So with the Enneagram, you have your core type. You've already said yours is six. Yes. Mine is a two. Mm. And we have wings. Mm-hmm. Now I love Beth McCord, your Enneagram coach, yes. because what she says is a bird flies best with both wings. 
Right. However, with the Enneagram, we do tend to lean more heavily on one wing or over another. Mm-hmm. Wings are the numbers on either side of your core number. So for a six, it would be a seven or a five. Mm-hmm. And for a two, it would be a one or a three. Right. What would you say your dominant wing is? I don't really know. I, re- I go back and forth. Like sometimes I really think I'm five just because like being alone and studying and like that kind of, but then. So that could be seasonal. Maybe. And then the seven. But I don't think so. But I don't like. I, look I at think yours seven, are probably balanced. I look at the seven as being like this crazy, like adventurous person. And that's not me at all. No, I see. I look at sevens as people who like to have fun, like the party. But I also think of sevens as the party planner. I think of sevens oh, wow. as the ones who repress emotions. They, the only emotion they want to feel is, is happy. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> like they will, they won't necessarily avoid conflict, but they will avoid. Oh, I'm a conflict avoider. But they, well, I was going to say, but they will avoid negative feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want to feel sad, so let's not talk about it. Right. Or I don't, I don't want to think about how hard that was, so let's not talk about it. Okay. Um, but I also, the sevens that I have encountered are also very, um, they either like to be the life of the party or they enjoy yeah. being the party planner. Okay. Yeah, because I don't see myself as the life of the party that I don't like. But you are definitely the party but I planner. Do like to, yes, mm-hmm. plan parties yeah. and events and things like that. But you are also, um, you're not like disconnected from your emotions, but you do like to, like, while you may be planning a vacation, you're already thinking of your next vacation. Oh, totally. Which is to me, what I've, when I've talked to other sevens, right. that's what I hear. Which is hard to enjoy. I have a hard time. And this is it. Yes, I have a hard time <laughs> being in the moment. That's a seven. Yeah. Okay. Well, so yeah, but I do think that especially in this season of your life, cause you've gone back to school, you're almost, I know. you're almost done. I'm so proud of my friend. Um, but you have to be very studious and intellectual seeking more knowledge yeah. in this season, which is yeah. why you may find yourself relying more on your five wing Probably. right now. Yeah. So I've always thought I was a wing one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was because I was avoiding admitting that my strong wing is really probably the three. Because I see, I see you more as a three. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've come to terms with that this summer. Okay. I have. Um, because I, I can, I I tend to have the inner critic of a one. Yeah. But I have, and I wouldn't have admitted this before, but God is working on me. Um, I do have, I don't need to be number one. Right. And I am really not that competitive outwardly like no I yeah at all but I'm very competitive with myself yes yeah I want to be better than I was before always looking for a way to better myself always looking for a way to do things uh, in a better way Mm -hmm. or you know something along that line and so the more I learn about threes the more I think that I am I without a doubt I'm a two absolutely yeah but I do think that I've, I have avoided admitting my strongest wing. Mm-hmm. And I think I function from both of them fairly well, but I, I think for sure my stronger, my dominant wing is a three. I, yeah, I think so. Isn't that funny? I would just even say what you do for a living would require you to be a three, have a little bit of three. Well, sure. And I've thought before that like at times I'll, I'll pull from my three wing, yeah. but but I, I mean, up until like maybe three months ago, two or three months ago, I would have told you that's very minimal. Mm-hmm. But in evaluating myself my entire life, mm-hmm. I'm, More. 
I definitely three. lean on that that wing. Yeah, the three wing more. Hmm. And you know, and I think it bothered me at first because many threes are so driven that in unhealth, yeah, they can actually like step on people to get where they mm-hmm. want to go. Mm-hmm. And as a two, yeah. I want to put people, I want to bring people along with me, or right. I want to catapult them farther than me. Right. Which would be the more healthy side of that number. Right. I, yeah, right. I think so. I think so. But yeah, anyway, so, good. so it's just so funny to me. It's <laughs> a good thing. Yeah. I sure hope so. Um, what, Shifting kind of from the Enneagram, because we went long on the Enneagram, I know. I mean, but we so could easy. do that all day. <laughs> um, and listen, if you're listening to this and you have more questions about the Enneagram, um, in the description, there is um, a, a, a way that you can get in contact with me and ask questions. But I'm far from like the guru on this, far, far from the guru on this. Let me encourage you to find Beth McCord on Instagram and Facebook at your Enneagram coach. Um, and her website is your Enneagram coach.com. She's the best. And I, and I do think, I mean, I really enjoy and read the road back to you. Yes, for sure. Read the road back to you. So shifting from the Enneagram, um, there are a few questions that I'm going to ask everybody who's on the show regardless. Um, but one of them, because I'm an entertainment junkie Mm -hmm. and I love movies and TV and all that kind of stuff. What are you watching or listening to or reading right now? Well, I mean, I think you know this. Uh, Hamilton. <laughs> Everything Hamilton. My life is consumed with Hamilton yes, right now. Yes, it is. Disney Plus. Love uh-huh. it. Yeah. If you're not I, watching, you're listening. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I've already told my husband if they come to the Fox again, we're buying tickets, which is scary because they're really expensive. But I, it's an experience. I have to do it. I totally feel you. Yeah. yeah. So... You're going back to school and yes. you have just completed your last class. You're just waiting on yeah. like huh, confirmation that you passed, right. which we know is right. going to be. So have you had time to do any reading recently? No, not at all. I won't allow myself to because once I get started, I know that I won't be able to stop. Yeah. So I have to not allow myself to go there because then I won't re- read what I have to read. Right. Or I'll cut it short or skim through it and then go enjoy a book. So... I haven't allowed myself in like two years to really read a it's real book. It's crazy because you love reading. I love reading, and especially like this time of year when it gets like cold out. So I'm not yet cold, but will be right, getting cold right. and sitting and reading a book and all that. But so do not you, yet. So do you have books on the ready for when this part of your school stuff, when this season is done that you can pick up? Do you have something that you have in mind that you want to read? Yeah. I think I have like five books in my Amazon. Cards. Would you be able to share like one? I don't. Remember you don't remember? <laughs> um, I think one of them is a book by Brian Johnson about his anxiety and depression. Oh, okay. So I really want to read. I don't remember what it's called, but that's like okay. on my top list. I really want to read his testimony. Yeah. So I have that one, and then there's several, several others. <laughs> I really don't know. It's just kind of one of those things where somebody recommends it to me, and then I'm like, oh, click. Yeah. Some of them are classroom related. Yeah. Like, you know, just so still continuing sure. furthering your education yeah, and just certain yeah. educators that are recommended to read yeah how they do things. So I have those as well. Yeah. But then there's like, you know, fun books too. So, yeah, because I didn't ever used to really care for the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like the personal development books. Yeah. I like fiction. And but mm-hmm. in this season of my life. 
um, personal development, growth and development are yeah. way more crucial. Although I'm, I took the week between Christmas and new year and I, and I did a Ted Decker. See, I haven't done any of those. In I, a long I did time. a Ted Decker cause I needed, yeah. I needed a fiction. I needed something to just kind of like, you know, and Ted Decker is one of my favorite fiction Absolutely. authors. Yeah. And um, it was good, yeah. but I have switched because of this, the way my life is I've switched to audible. So I haven't done that yet. I like a good book. Like I, like oh, to I do sit too, but I, do, I know, but I know, and the way my uh, life is right now, yeah. I'm not going to sit and read it. True. But in my car, when I'm driving yeah. or when I'm sitting, working on things, I can put earbuds in and I can listen. So, um, that makes sense. Yeah. So I've been doing that more yeah. and it was really cool because he read the book. Oh yeah. So I was listening go. to his voice. I don't even know where I left. I would have to think about where I left off with him because it was many oh, years uh, ago. I know I did not. I've not read in and order. I need to like, but but it, the yeah. one I did was one of his newer releases, and it was the girl beyond the girl the girl behind the red rope. Yes, that sounds familiar. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was good. and if you know anything about Ted Decker, uh-huh. he's intense, very, and it's spiritual. Yes, and all sides spiritual. So he brings in like mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely faith based. Yeah, but. He definitely brings in the spiritual warfare side of things. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it had, mm-hmm. it was very good though. He's kind of creepy. A little bit. Yeah. It's kind of intense, <laughs> but he's so good. He writes so well. Yes. He's one of, I mean, actually that may be one really, that he wrote with his daughter. I can't remember now, but I really don't read Christian fiction. Oh, I don't really eat. Well, yeah, I don't but know. I do read his, but it has been a long time since I've read. Yeah. So I probably just need to start from the beginning and read all of them. Right? Oh, we're just going to start all over. <laughs> all over it. Like with, oh my lot, gosh. You're going to go all the way back to the circle books. Maybe, I have them over there on the shelf, yeah, but have you have, them. you don't have them. I don't think I do. Oh, I have, I have red, black, and white in yeah. one bound volume. I think I need to read those again. And then I have green Yeah. and I have uh-huh. the circle books, the lost books. Right. I circle. Think I, couple, I think I had a couple of those are chosen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have all of those. My kids, the older two started reading those. Well, Ty read the first one. I don't think he finished the second one. And Noah started the second one. They, like they, because Ty had to have a book that he could read um, in English class when they didn't have work to do in class. Oh. And so he took that. Okay. Um, and because it was in his backpack, like the binding, the spine is like so jacked up. Yeah. But I mean, that's okay. Because right. it, I mean, he did read it. Right. Um, but anyway, so yeah, they're right yeah. over there. Okay. Well, um, anyway, so. Take those on my way out. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, continuing on, on the faith side of things, um, what is your favorite scripture, favorite worship song, um, and why? Okay. Well, um, worship, I kind of have my phone on shuffle constantly. Mm-hmm. I just really like a lot of worship. And a lot of different types of worship. So I kind of just leave it on shuffle and whatever. I don't really have any favorites right now. I mean, I, I'm a, you know, Red Rocks worship, Elevation, mm-hmm. House Fires, Beth. Like, I like all of those yeah. type worships. Worship songs. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Okay, I got yeah. you. So, yeah, all of them. I listen to all of them. And okay. a lot of them have come out with new stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of download them all. Yep. And here we go again. Yep. But then keep the old stuff too. Uh-huh. So have I it in a mix. Do it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get you. And, and what about your um, favorite scripture? Do you have a favorite scripture? I do. It's not really a favorite. I mean, it's a good one. It's kind of, it was one that a friend gave to me and um, it just really works. And she gave it to me several, several years ago, even before I knew I was the six. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just really fits a six. Yeah. Like perfectly. So I'll read it to you. So 
because I want to make sure and get the wording just right. Okay, so it's Romans 8.15 in the message, and it says, um, this resurrection life you received from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant, greeting God with a childlike, what's next, Papa? God's spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. Mm. And another version says, um, you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again. And I think it's just the security of the family of God you're adopted into in that scripture and the safety of knowing that he's got us. Yeah. And that I can live uh, um, free and exciting and who I'm supposed to be and not have to be timid or like this dull, just doing the same thing over and over again, but I have freedom in him so Mm -hmm. I can be who I'm supposed to be that he's created me to be. Right. That's and good. that's really hard for a six because if you don't feel secure, uh-huh. that's not going to happen. Right. And not that I'm saying that I do it perfectly because it's really this sure. Is hard. This is a challenging life is a me. process. Right. Mm-hmm. But this is a challenge. I think it's a challenge, challenging scripture for mm-hmm. me because it's, it's so easy to live for me very timidly. Yeah. <laughs> very easily. So to have that. Well, because then, if you yeah. don't, if you don't have, if you don't, if there are unknowns, absolutely, then you tend to not happen. Shrink back. Yeah. Right. Right. And this just basically says, don't worry about the unknowns because you're secure in your father. Right. And I can fall back on the promises that he's given us. Yeah. That's good. He's unmovable that he's, you know, the reassurance of, of, you know, just all that. kind of. That's good. Yeah. So that's good. I know she gave that to me and I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's that's like a core scripture for my life. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so along then that, because God's word is speaking to you Mm -hmm. in that, Many people today would say that either they don't understand or that they don't believe that God speaks. I believe that God is always speaking if, if we would just listen. Yeah. Um, how does God speak to you? So for me, um, I say through music. Um, it's funny because I'm not like I don't sing. I don't like playing. An instrument. I mean, I play in band, but I don't like playing an instrument yeah. like, on the worship team or anything. But I do really relate to music the lyrics of it and the words. Mm-hmm. So it's, I always am listening to the words and how they affect and how they yeah make me feel or whatever. Yeah. So if you're, <laughs> yeah. if you're seeking God for an answer mm-hmm. or direction, commonly that comes to you yeah. in, in music form. Absolutely. Like while you're worshiping and something, yeah. part of the lyrics, yeah. just man. And it could be, yeah. could, is it like, and it, it's, for, could it be a song? No, I was just going to say for me, this has happened, but could it be like, it's a song that you've, it could be 10 years old and you've heard it a hundred thousand times. Absolutely. And then yeah. just that, that one moment, it just it slams you. Yeah. And, or even like I'm listening to a certain song, it, you know, some, one of the lyrics will come up or something and it just like really hits me. And then like, I feel like then God just totally moves me in a different direction yeah. and gives me totally another a word or a, another scripture to go look up from that word that, you know, the music said. Yeah. So it's not just those words in particular of that, of that song, but that God will open up a whole nother side of, does that make sense? No, it does. And I think, I think the way, (laughs) why it makes sense to me is because a good worship song is rooted and grounded in scripture. Yes. And scripture is alive and it is active and it speaks to us. Mm -hmm. Um, You can read, you know, you can read, a passage of scripture, a verse every day for a year mm-hmm. and probably every couple of days, you're going to learn something fresh from it. Yeah. Or you're going to be in a, you're going to be in a situation where it just applies so differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so 
I think then why would why yeah. would music that is made to Very glorify true. and honor God not do right. the same thing? That makes sense. I guess I never looked at it that way, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I don't think it's weird at all, yeah. but I'm also one that music speaks to. And yeah. I mean, I don't know how many but you times. you sing though. Like I don't sing. So it's really, it's weird to me that it's music is the thing for me when I'm not a musical, musical. person per se. Yeah. I mean, right. That's odd I don't know. Me. I guess I guess I've never thought of you as not musical because you enjoy listening to music. True. Like like you are you are a partaker right. <laughs> in that. Yeah. You really enjoy being right. in that worshiper. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you are a worshiper. So that makes sense. Yes. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yes. Got it. Um. So this is my final question, and oh, and honestly, because of the season we're in, I don't know how long I'll ask mm-hmm. this question of people that I that I talk with for the preacher chick, but. For right now, it's where we're at. Yeah. Uh, we're in 2020, yeah. which has been quite a year. Rough. I mean, I heard somebody say last week, I think it was Annie Downs, that what if we started thinking about, instead of thinking, wow, 2020, what the heck? We said, what if yeah. 2020 was for me? Mm. And, I re- and I've really tried to think that's about really that. Good. I know. Wow, that's really like good. it really kind of turns it on its heels. Yeah. That being said, I did not see the news last night. Yeah. I saw it like within 10 minutes of being up this morning. I got up you know, did the morning, go to the bathroom thing. Yeah. And while I was standing waiting for my coffee to brew, um, opened up Instagram. Mm-hmm. And the second post was from Disney yeah. Studios commenting on Chadwick Boseman's um, yeah. death. And um, my son came in the living room last night and told me. It just literally it was, took it my breath away. Like, yeah. It's like, mom, I can't believe. I didn't even know he had cancer, but apparently he was yeah, the, what the article I read yeah. said he he was not he was really hiding true. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, not I don't know. Just not telling people. Right. I was going to say hiding business. it makes it sound like he's right. going. Yeah. I don't mean that it was malicious, but I think he business. just it was. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was a private thing for right. him. Absolutely. Um, but like my Noah, that's Noah and Alex are the same age. We were pregnant at the same time. Yeah. Um, no, that's Noah's favorite of the Marvel movies is Black Panther. I can't tell you how many times yeah. this summer I've gone up, like got woken up in the night to go to the bathroom and to find that he had oh. fallen asleep on the couch to black Panther yeah. or that he was going to sleep mm-hmm. watching, watching black Panther. Yeah. Um, when we went to Disney a couple of years ago, the boys each picked out different things. And one of the, the first thing Noah picked out was a black Panther, fi- really? like tall figurine. Oh, yeah. Awesome. And, um, and so we just, you know, loved it. And I, it really, mm-hmm. for whatever, I'm like, I don't even know the man personally. I don't even know like what else he's really well, so I had it until yeah. this morning when I started reading. He was Jackie Robinson in the movie about Jackie Robinson. Okay, I think I, yeah, I did he was. Um, oh my gosh, the singer. Uh, uh, uh. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, shoot. Who's the the one that uh, does the feet? Can't <laughs> I think of his name? James Brown. Okay, I was like ah. James Brown. He played James Brown in a movie about his life story. That. And yeah. there was another one, but anyway, I just, it just really hit me hard. And, and all I could think of was I am so over yeah. 2020. Absolutely. I mean, I know celebrities are humans and so celebrities die every year. We know that, but it just feels like, it feels like we're losing Mm-hmm. some greats yeah it feels like just 2020 has taken a lot i guess is what it i'm is trying to say taking its toll on life oh <laughs> man I, you know if i'm honest i think like one word that really describes me well in this year is weary that's a really good word you know mm-hmm. um but that being said yeah what is something that you have learned about god that you didn't know before quarantine before covid 
I couldn't come up with one as far as like what I didn't know about him before. Okay. Like nothing. I mean, not that I don't, I know there's things I don't know right, about right. him. That's not, but nothing profound, but nothing profound. But I think in the season, it's just, for me, it's just been a, like a reshifting of focus. Mm-hmm. One, just, you know, in family, yeah. um, being able to be at home and, you know, spending that time with my son who's 15, who, you know, needs supervision and just my marriage and putting more, being home and putting more effort into that. Cause there's really nothing else. You can't go anywhere. Yeah. But I think just knowing that God's got this mm-hmm. and just that reminder of his plans are what's best for our lives, no matter how that looks. Yeah. And even though it looks scary and uncertain, and even for me going forward, certainly looks uncertain, but that's okay. Like he's got it. Yeah. And just that trust and what more of a reminder. Absolutely. Yeah. It really is. It really has been a that reminder. Too. I feel that too. So it's nothing really profound other than just, Hey, I got you trust. I think that's profound doing, though. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, trusting that his plans are what his plans are, are best. Yeah. That there's a reason they're the best for our lives. Mm-hmm. So trusting that, that it's going to be okay. Yeah. No, I like agree. I can't, I mean, I think about lots of conversations. I talk to my parents a lot and just, I constantly, my dad is something he always says. It's, it's going to be okay, sis. It's going to be okay. Like no matter what it is facing in life, just having that, him say that to me, mm-hmm. I really feel like that applies to 2020. <laughs> it's going to be all right, sis. It's yeah. going to be okay. <laughs> you know? Yes, I do. So yeah. I get That's it. That's kind of where. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good. Well, that was what I had for us. Uh-huh. This was fun. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. <laughs> no, it was. It was one of those things where it's Was like, it as bad as you thought it would be? Yes. <laughs> yes. Terrified. Still terrified. Oh my gosh. I mean, it was fun because it's like, okay, I get to talk and see my best friend and spend time. But then it's also like, okay, we are being recorded. Like, right? Yes, so just, you know, being recorded. Right. Yeah. So t- pretend like we're not being recorded, but remember that we're being recorded. <laughs> That's going to be my reminder, though, like every time I do an episode, it's like, don't rabbit trail, stay on topic. Don't stutter. Don't Careful. <laughs> yes, exactly. Not everything is for everybody's right. consumption. Right. Don't make like weird noises. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> laughing and stuff, right? Ah, you're killing me. Or apparently I mumble, so don't mumble, my husband says. Okay, oh, right. man. Well, I just, I think part of my goal of this podcast is just to, um, help people find community yeah. and everybody deserves a best friend. Right. Like I have. Yeah. So same word. <laughs> so, I wouldn't do this for just anybody. Oh, I know just you wouldn't. So you know. I know you wouldn't. And, and it took like weeks or a couple of weeks of you giving, when did you give me the questions? Um, like, well, I first asked you what, like almost a month ago, right. if you would be willing to do this. Yes. And then about a week and a half, two weeks ago, yeah. I sent you the questions. Cause I knew, <laughs> I knew if we were going to do this, I had to, I had to be, uh, I had to think ahead yeah. and I had to decide 100%. what, what I wanted to talk to you about. Right. And, and no the thing surprises. was the Enneagram was not on this. No, but I'm comfortable with that. And we talk about that a lot anyway, right. a lot. Right. So that's fine. Right. But I was, I was very fearful of random questions being thrown in. And fortunately we, we really didn't do that. Okay. I, I threw a few in there, a few but, it, but it went along with what yeah. we were talking about. Right. So it didn't completely no. take you off guard. No. So, well, anyway, so thanks for listening today 
and listen if you enjoyed this then do me a favor i'm a new podcaster and whatever platform you're listening on would you like the podcast and would you subscribe to it um and help build this audience so that more people can enjoy the whatever you want to call this yeah. the community the the um the friendships and the relationships and maybe if you have a question about anything um reach out and we'll talk on the next episode we'll see you then see ya